your world, your challenges, your faith. When faith within engages the world without, there's power. It's living life from the inside out. We all know someone who's battled or is battling cancer. But if this isn't our own story, it can be hard to know how to support our friends, maybe, maybe especially during this season of holiday gatherings. I'm Martha Manikas Foster, and today on Family Life's Inside Out, I'm speaking with writer and health educator Deborah Barr, author of the 2020 book, Strength for the Cancer Journey. Deborah was a guest on Inside Out in 2018. That's when we talked about supporting caregivers for people with dementia. Welcome back, Debbie, to Inside Out. Uh, thank you, Martha, for inviting me back. For those of us who've never had a cancer diagnosis, what do you think we should know that you've learned from the people that you interviewed who have cancer? Well, you know, nobody ever wants to hear a doctor say the words, you've got cancer. That's a diagnosis that stops you in your tracks. Mm -hmm. So one of the men I interviewed for this book, his name was Jonathan, he said people with cancer are in the club nobody wants to be a member of. Mm. But <laughs> what he pointed out to me is that sometimes a cancer diagnosis is a spiritual turning point. He said, and this is actually a quote from the book, he said, I don't think anyone is going to get cancer and remain the same. Mm. Someone is either going to really turn from God or turn to God, one of those two things. And so for both Christians and non-Christians, cancer can be a turning point. For the Christian, it's really a choice about whether they're going to face cancer in their own strength or whether they're going to face it with the help of God and this may be the turning point for some people where they go from a nominal faith to a wholehearted faith. Mm -hmm. And for the unbeliever, it may be the time in their lives, the first time when they realize, you know, hey, this is bigger than me. Mm -hmm. And I, I actually really do need God and I need His help on a daily basis to make it through this journey. So the bottom line here is whether your friend or your loved one is a believer or a non-believer, be sensitive to the possibility that God might be using it to get their attention, this cancer diagnosis. And I would just add not to be alarmed if they're angry mm -hmm. about having cancer, because anger is a normal part of grief, and we can offer understanding and support to them as they walk through it. And I guess as far as the holiday season all of this is, for many people, just more on the surface because of the emotions and the community and the family gatherings and, and all of this. It's a tough time to be dealing with a cancer diagnosis, but God likely, very likely, is at work. When you say more on the surface, the, the holiday gatherings and festivities are more on the surface? Is that what you're saying? No, I mean their awareness of how they're going through something that maybe makes them feel pretty alone mm -hmm. at a time when families are gathering and, you know, family traditions are happening and things at church are happening. And so all of that, it, it's kind of a poignant moment in that person's life. Mm -hmm. And so the people around them, you know, just with that awareness can be maybe a little more sensitive and a little more prayerful. 
Mm-hmm. So I think you've addressed this already, but what do you think are the biggest challenges for people with cancer during the holidays? And given what those are, how can we be the best kind of friends during that time? In, in my book, there is a devotional that I titled The Hardest Part, and that grew out of a conversation with a young lady who was diagnosed with stage 2 Hodgkin's lymphoma mm-hmm. right after the birth of her baby. And when I asked her what the hardest part of her cancer journey was, what she said surprised me. I learned a lot from these people. Mm -hmm. She said, the hardest part is just letting people do something for you. Mm. And she said for her, it's because she doesn't want to inconvenience other people. Mm -hmm. And so, especially during the holiday season, a lot of people with cancer are reluctant to ask for help because they don't want to inconvenience us. Uh And so for those of us who want to help, an important thing to keep in mind is that sometimes people don't accept our help because of the way we offer it. Oh, okay. What I mean is typically well-meaning people, and I've done this myself, but well-meaning people will say something like, just call me if you need anything, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's a sincere statement. Mm -hmm. But we put them in a a kind of a awkward position. We're leaving it up to them to reach out to us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people won't do that, especially Mm -hmm. during the holidays, because they know how busy we all are at this time of year, Mm -hmm. and they, they really don't want to inconvenience us. So when you pick up on what somebody actually needs this holiday season, a better approach that's often harder to turn down mm-hmm. is to remove the burden from them of having to reach back out and ask for our help and instead for us to offer something very specific, knowing their need, and to phrase it kind of like this, I'd like to pay a bill for you this month. Will you let me do that? Mm-hmm. Or I'd like to line up people to drive you to your radiation treatments. Can you give me your appointment schedule? Mm -hmm. And if you don't get a yes the first time, because human pride enters in here as well, and one of my other people I interviewed pointed that out, but if you don't get a yes the first time, ask again in a few weeks or maybe even just a few days, depending on what their need is, Mm -hmm. and they may realize that you sincerely do want to help and that they're not inconveniencing you by Uh, accepting your help. Right. And I assume that while not as important, you could also be offering, again, very concretely saying, hey, I'm going to be putting up my Christmas lights on the outside of my house today. Can I come on over and do that for you? Or I'm baking. Would you like me to also bake several batches for you? There's other things around the holiday that I'm guessing could be in addition, a little bit of holiday joy, the ability to decorate that they might not be able to do. Do you think that that's it, also a possibility? I do. I, I think those are all fabulous suggestions and very important to, you know, somebody's emotional state around the holidays, especially if it's a person maybe who lives alone, mm-hmm. you know, what a what a beautiful way to just be present and encourage them at a time when they they may be uncomfortable or a little depressed, you know, yeah. beautiful thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Excuse me a moment while I reset for the people listening to us. If you're just joining us, you are listening to Inside Out on Family Life. I'm talking today with Deborah Barr, author of the 2020 book, Strength for the Cancer Journey. Debbie, what do you think are distinctive ways that God often enables believers and and might enable us at this time to support people with cancer, ways that might be elusive to those who don't follow Jesus? Hmm. The people I interviewed for this book really stressed the need for support from other people. Um, and one of the women who had breast cancer said, don't do cancer on your own. And Mm. she was very emphatic about that. So yeah, everyone needs friends who are truly supportive and who will pray for you. And prayer is the one thing Christians can do that unbelievers can't do Mm -hmm. for someone with cancer. So when you sincerely tell someone with cancer that you are praying for them, it's a huge gesture of support. And and it's one that even most non-Christians will accept mm-hmm. and appreciate. Regardless of where they are spiritually, they know that you've just offered to do something really good for them, and they do respond to that. But, mm-hmm. of course, you know, support takes many forms beyond that, and this is where we just become the Lord's extension to that person, because sometimes it's just practical help. It's can I pick up a prescription for you or babysit maybe so they can take a nap? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the best support is just listening sincerely mm-hmm. with real interest. And sometimes it's a gift, which is great around Christmas time. I actually did write this cancer devotional as a gift book with the thought that people could give it to a friend or a loved one with cancer as a tangible mm-hmm. way of saying, I care and I'm with you, because not everybody is good with words. Mm -hmm. So sometimes a gift kind of says it for you. Mm -hmm. The same woman that I mentioned with breast cancer told me, and this is actually a quote from her that's in the book. She said, it may sound crazy, but I've had friends who soared through chemo and radiation and then crashed emotionally when it was finished. Uh And That surprised me until I learned the reason that that's sometimes the case. It's because sometimes when the treatments end, so does the support. Oh. They don't have as much contact with their medical team, and their friends and their family are all thinking, okay, great, everything's back to normal now. And they kind of pull away, leaving that person feeling like now they're on their own. So it's important to be sensitive to the fact that the need for support doesn't go away when the treatments are finished. That's really wise. Yes, yes. And that actually, I think that's for many people, that may be when your support means the most. And I believe God can make us sensitive to that so we can step in when others are stepping away. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Wow, that's that's really wise. I really appreciate. I appreciate everything that you have shared with us, and I appreciate that that last bit. In in a way, it's kind of a way of saying, maybe you have someone in your life who has cancer, and you have not really had the opportunity or or have known how to be supportive. That doesn't mean it's too late, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah, never too late. Absolutely. Mm. And you never know exactly what that person is going through, where they are in their not only their physical journey, but their emotional journey and their spiritual journey. 
And if you feel prompted to move in that direction, I would go with it. Wonderful. A wonderful encouragement. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah, for, for joining me here today and for your insight that we can talk about here on Inside Out. It has been my pleasure, Martha. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. My guest has been writer and health educator Deborah Barr. For information on Debbie and her books, go to debbiebar.com. That's Debbie Barr with two R's.com. I'm Martha Manikas Foster with Inside Out on Family Life. <laughs>